De la patrulla de Minos de California. Weather headlines for today, yes. Welcome to the Revenue Generator Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear how industry leaders integrate sales, marketing, product, and customer success into a single business unit with a common goal of optimizing their revenue cycle. We'll unearth how innovators integrate data, technology, people, and processes to expedite demand generation and increase recurring revenue. Sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet a member of the Revenue Generation. Here's the host of the Revenue Generator podcast, the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. Welcome to the Revenue Generator podcast, where we members of the Revenue Generation share solutions for how you can integrate your business to optimize revenue. I'm your host and the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. And today we're going to be talking about how businesses use AI to boost revenue. Joining us is Phil Olampi, who is the Chief Revenue Officer at Acclaimant, which is a comprehensive digital risk management platform that transforms how companies manage data people and processes through its workplace safety, incident and claims management, and analytic solutions. Acclaimant empowers risk managers to improve organizational behavior, create process efficiencies, and leverage the power of data and analytics to achieve better outcomes. So far this week, Phil and I have talked about using AI to increase revenue. We talked about optimizing your sales cycle for revenue growth. And today we're going to wrap up our conversation by talking about risk management's impact on revenue. Okay, here's my conversation with Phil, the Chief Revenue Officer at Acclaimant. Phil, what is risk waste? Help me understand what risk waste is. Risk waste is actually the reason why I joined Acclaimant. There's a phenomenal amount of chaos that happens within most businesses' safety and risk management processes. And when I say chaos, I mean significant reactive and inefficient activities for example, when an incident happens, you slip and fall, right? That might not even be recorded. If it gets recorded, you might not get the medical attention you need or even evaluation for that. If you get that medical attention, you might not get the right attention and you won't be back at work in a longer time than you should have. And all of these things inhibit that business. They're all headwinds on that business and they're unnecessary by using digitization, AI, by using streamlining of just processes that previously weren't connected across safety, incident management, and risk management, many, many companies can realize incredible returns. And risk waste is a category of all of that inefficiency that happens in their safety and risk management processes. And so help me understand another idea here, which is, so I understand what risk waste is. In many ways, you're, you're sort of creating a pool of potential problems. You're, you're putting a ring fence around it saying, here, here's your risk waste. But what about the, and I'm going to ask this in sort of two parts here, so bear with me. What about the cost of risk? In other words, what about the factor of actually having to set aside funds or think about the impact of cost, both in terms of direct cost, but also the impact potentially on revenue cycles? So, let me start by saying at a claimant, we believe everyone has the right to be protected, the core belief here, and the right to become a better risk. And we mean that from a risk management standpoint. So that could mean businesses, right? First and foremost, at least in terms of how it's applied. 
But if you think about it, and more importantly, it means the people that work in those businesses and their families and the people that count on them, right? So there's an importance here of both business and the folks that work within them. And through this concept of active risk management, which is a proactive approach to risk management, as you might imagine, there's, there's a real incredible potential for companies to cut out this waste due to inefficiency. And it usually yields seven to eight figures in reduction of their expenses, goes straight to the bottom line. And that's just from financial waste, productivity waste, and all the things that come from not handling safety and risk in a proactive way. You know, we also see insurance brokers and carriers getting involved here, leveraging the intelligence in these platforms to help provide their customers with value-added services in this nature. So all of these things serve to get the right tools in the right folks' hands to eliminate this risk waste, which is some of the easiest profit you can gain in most businesses. It's expenses that no one misses that turns to profit once you realize the potential. So interesting stuff. I feel like there's so much about our worlds that many times just allow us to dismiss risk as something that's on a policy or something that applies to somebody in finance. But what we're talking about is kind of real world risk as it applies to our ability to be effective leaders in many ways. We talked about how somebody getting injured and then not recognizing that level of injury can have this kind of deleterious and compounding effect overall. But I, I am super curious. And if we're lucky, by the way, we get to drink our own champagne, so to speak. We get to learn lessons from the things we're marketing and selling. Has working at a claimant changed the way that you look at how you're kind of preparing your revenue cycle and managing your revenue cycle? Absolutely. I think all of that is actually an exercise in risk management. And what I mean by that is when you look at your revenue cycle, it's a series of risks. And you're being asked to mitigate and predict a series of risk and navigate that to an outcome that you're standing behind, right? So I think the concept of being proactive in your risk management, in doing what I call hyper-qualifying in terms of how you look at your deals and the flow of revenue through your cycle, and really understanding what are all the things that could go wrong, right? And this is another AI application waiting to happen, in my opinion, of risk management sales AI, which tells you, again, you know, you should be looking here and here, right? The fact that this customer hasn't responded in two and a half weeks isn't a problem, but the fact that they've only opened this contract twice is a problem. Those types of insights help you to forecast, that helps you to determine the right actions that you should be taking to continually mitigate that risk and optimize the outcome. And if folks are, are thinking, gee, what does risk management have to do with how I'm looking at the world? I think about this. You currently have built into all of your go-to-market motions and your marketing and sales mix. You have built risk arbitrage in. You don't have a single channel, right? You're not just leaning into outbound. You're not just leaning into inbound, right? You probably have multiple different ways of acquiring interest in your business. And by the way, you're probably not just direct, you're probably indirect as well. And what's that about? At the end of the day, oh, by the way, you're probably spread across multiple different market segments. You're in probably multiple different industries. Typical for SaaS, you're starting with, say, emerging commercial and mid-market accounts. That's arbitrage, right? That's risk arbitrage. And then you're, you're starting to take on more risk by, guess what? Going after large accounts, right? Because 
a large account goes sideways, quarter of your pipeline blows up. So if you're thinking about how you're managing risk, you're doing it indirectly right now. It's a part of how we go to market. And I have to say also, I think end of the day, we're describing a lot of those key elements that people forget about, like the risk of uh, hiring the wrong person, right? Or the risk of over applying resources to the wrong part of the sales cycle. Are there anything else we want people to think about in terms of understanding risk? I just defined this huge arbitrage piece, but are there other parts of the sales cycle that people need to be thinking about from a risk management standpoint? Yeah, I think there's actually an interesting take on the risk of allocating your time in an unoptimal fashion, right? And that would be cases where if you're pursuing a certain opportunity, right? Anytime you do that, there's an opportunity cost because you could have done other things with that time. And it's worth, especially as you scale, looking at what is the optimal use of my whole team's time? What are some guidelines, right? That could tell me when this, this, and that happens, that's not worth any more time right? Because we have better opportunities. And again, AI is so interesting because it takes intuitions you probably have after 20 years of doing go-to-market type work, but it puts them in a precise way and applies them specifically situation by situation in a very uh, effective manner. And things like, you know, if a customer is churning, is that always bad, right? Maybe that's not bad, right? The customers with these characteristics turn out to be poor situations for both organizations, right? It, the retention costs more than the actual contract is worth. But even beyond that, right? So the lifetime value of this customer is lower than what you think it is because you aren't looking at these factors, right? So there's all these micro decisions we have to make that add up to where do we put our time. And I think that's another great opportunity, no matter how big or small your team is, how you allocate your time will determine your success. You know, I'm struck by something here as we wrap up our final episode, but that I'm having a conversation with yet another data and evidence-based CRO. And it feels like our world these days is so populated by folks that are at the end of the day, you're alchemists, right? Your job is to find the right formula. And by the way, guess what? Once you figure out the right formula, things change, the market changes, right? You have gold. Exactly. And it takes me back to way yonder days when it was about buying eyeballs. Remember this in tech? <laughs> the yeah. It's about buying eyeballs. Can you imagine having that conversation today? I, I have to say, learned a ton. Phil, really appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us on the Revenue Generator Podcast. Thank you, Doug. Thanks for having us. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the Revenue Generator Podcast. Thanks to Phil Alampi, Chief Revenue Officer at Acclaimit for joining us. If you like to contact or learn more about Phil, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. Or you can contact him directly on Twitter, where his handle is philalampi1, P-H-I-L-A-L-A-M-P-I-1, or visit his company website at acclaimant.com. Just one more link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to this podcast, shame on you. Head over to revgenpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, apply to be a speaker on the Revenue Generator podcast, or you can even share your revenue generation questions which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is at RevGenPod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. No TikTok, sorry folks. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Market Advocate. If you haven't subscribed yet and want a daily stream of RevGen strategies in your podcast feed, we're gonna publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. Okay, that's all for today. But until next time, keep cranking because the revenue isn't gonna generate itself.